This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. I hope that you can hear me. I hope that you can see me, unless you're, of course, listening on catch up. In which case, if you can see me, stop looking through my window, please. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be in the world. Very much appreciate your time and, uh, yeah, tuning in. It is very much appreciated. I start with an apology, as I so often do. Um, but this is a later uh, Arsenal News Show. This is not. 8am is what's most important to talk about uh, because the reason why it's not at the usual time at 8am and why this will be dropping into your feeds a little bit later on than it usually does is because uh, earlier today I was working. Um, Mikel Arteta's press conference was at 9, which means that I started at 8. And so therefore, uh, I can't do the channel during work hours because that would be wrong and dastardly. Um, So yes, uh, thank you ever so much, everybody, for tuning in and apologies for the later start than usual. Um, But thank you for your patience. Uh, Legend, good morning to you. Good evening to you. Good afternoon to you. I've lost complete track in the sense of time doing this in the afternoon. Uh, good afternoon to Stephen, to Arasilki, to Temi, uh, Mr. Ree, I can see, Wesley, Amira, Boss, Wayne, Maximius, Arsenal Adventure. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. And everybody else as well. And those listening on Catch Up too. Um, there's no slideshow uh, today. We're just going to be basically having a chat about uh, Mikel Arteta's press conference in part one. And then in part two, we are going to be jumping over to you guys in the chat box and taking some of your questions. Uh, Robert says, surely Mikel could have changed the time of his press conference to accommodate the 8am show. I know, mate. Without question, that is what he could have done. Um, But sadly, apparently, and this is frankly news to me, the world doesn't revolve around the channel. And I, yeah, uh, I'm going to be making some complaints. I'm going to be making some stern, stern complaints about that. Benis uh, D- uh, Camp, which might be one of my favorite names in the chat box, says, uh, Tom, we need to cover Ben White's hair change. Now, I don't know if it's just me and Benny going white, 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 <laughs> which is great. And I have to give Amberly credit in the chat box for that because I spotted that before I said it. But, uh, Benny Blanco going Blanco. Benny White going white, white, white is great. Um, so, yeah, I, 
I'm delighted with that hit. I, I think it's great. I don't know about you. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a really, really good choice uh, of hair. But uh, I'm speaking as someone who's never, ever, ever going to be brave enough to uh, to do that themselves. I'm never going to be able to, uh, <laughs> to make that decision. I mean, I'm frankly not happy with this. Uh, I've had this haircut for now like a week and a bit. They did it ridiculously short. I'm used to having a lot longer. Um, but uh, yeah, not happy. But I am happy with Benny Blanco's new haircut. If you've not seen it, head over to the Arsenal uh, X accounts and you'll be able to see uh, all of it in all of its glory. And we'll, of course, see it tomorrow at Stamford Bridge as well. But it's uh, he's maybe been taking some advice from Trossard uh, or maybe Granite Xhaka and Kolasinac's former hairdressers. Um, but yeah, certainly that was uh, that was worth it. Uh, let's jump into the press conference, shall we? It's probably best if I share my screen with you so you can see uh, what I'm looking at, um, it's not wildly uh, exciting. But uh, yes, Mikel Arteta did indeed conduct his press conference. And so we've got some quotes to, to talk about. He was asked about the latest team news going into that game against Chelsea and asked about it. He said, not a lot. Not as in the sense of he didn't say much, but he actually said the words, not a lot, which there is some obvious irony for. Uh, he says, we obviously haven't had a lot of players. It's the first training session we're going to do today. And we will know more after the session, I mean, he has obviously mastered the ability to not give us any information and use the training session that is set to take place uh, on that day as kind of a reason not to discuss team news, which we've come to expect from him. Uh, and so certainly I am, yeah, no, not very surprised that he didn't say much. But we will push on because there were some more specific uh, discussions about Saka um, and about his availability. Uh, if we scroll down, we will scroll back up, don't you worry. But there was some good questions about Saka, about him wanting, uh, obviously, to play, if I can now find them, which they've probably escaped me. But he was asked about a burnout, um, which was important. He says, uh, if you ask the players something they feel better when they are playing every three or four days, they can get a knock or an injury. This is part of the game. Uh, he was asked about if Bakayo wants to play against Chelsea and he says, I'm sure he wants to play. I don't see any player there that doesn't want to be in the starting eleven. He was also asked about William Saliba and said, hopefully, um, in regard, because he was kind of asked a question about the reoccurring issue and whether it's kind of a long-term thing. And he says, hopefully not. But he has been carrying that for weeks now and we have to use that time to settle. We believe that this was the best moment to do it. Uh, and he was asked about whether he's a doubt for tomorrow and it says he depends on how he trains today. Of course, still not necessarily giving the answers that we want um, and not giving us what we need to hear uh, in regards to team news. But uh, certainly I'm, I'm relatively confident uh, and I think that you guys should be relatively confident that Saka Saliba uh, should be with the team uh, tomorrow. There's an expectation that they're training today. I know that there wasn't any image of them in the uh, the training pictures, but uh, we know what they're like. We know that they know uh, that we are looking very, very deeply into their training pictures. So uh, them not being there does not mean anything. I can tell you that for certain. Um, scrolling back up to the top. And uh, having a look at some of the other points about the international break, he says whether you'd like uh, the international break coming at a, a rather good time. He says during a good run, you want to continue, but it is what it is. We had to use it in the right way. Obviously, we have a lot of players on duty and now we connect everybody with the same mindset and go because we're going to have a really difficult game against Chelsea. Uh, I, I think that the game against Chelsea obviously has... A level of difficulty to it but I don't think there's anybody I don't think you guys in particular in the chat box for instance are expecting anything other than a than a win 
Is that probably fair to say? I think we're all probably expecting Arsenal to win tomorrow and that anything other than a win is a disappointment. I know that we've looked at in the past and said, you know, getting a draw at Chelsea, that's a great result. But frankly, with Arsenal looking to try and win a title, the expectation, not the expectation, the aim, sorry, you know, never, I suppose, well, no, the expectation, I think is probably a fair word. The expectation is to, is to win. Um, and there's no entitlement there, but certainly there is a confidence and there is a perception of where Arsenal are compared to Chelsea. He talked about Chelsea being a more difficult game. Uh, he says it uh, in a question about Manchester City in particular. Let me just find it. Uh, Chelsea. Let me just... That's not how you spell Chelsea. Because uh, <laughs> I'm on my other laptop, so I've got all these different keyboard settings. Um Yes, here we go. So on the Man City result, he says, it's the last experience and feeling that we had between us, and it was a beautiful one. You could see in the atmosphere the importance of the game and the way we won it and how we controlled it against that team. But it's just a game. Now it's about having consistency and keeping the standards very, very high because the next game against Chelsea is going to be even harder. And it's that use of the terminology of saying that the Chelsea game is going to be even harder that I find very interesting. We know that Mikel Arteta obviously is a a coach that likes to look at the next game. It is always that the next game is going to be the most important one. And he's always kind of leading up to the next game being the most important thing and not looking too far beyond that. But I have to say, I do find the discussion about this game being harder as a bit of a... Yeah, if anything, it's a bit of a slight at Man City uh, because Chelsea haven't been good. And he was asked in the follow-up questions that about Chelsea's form. And I said, and he says, uh, I think when you look first of all at the managing and coaching staff they have, the history of the club that they have, the players and the squad they have, it's going to happen. I think it has happened pretty quickly, not only in the last three results, but I think they deserve much more in terms of results and points than what they already have. So I can see that's going to be up there, uh, that they're going to be up there rather in terms of the table. Uh, I, Chelsea have obviously, yes, they've won the last three games and that includes a Carabao Cup win against Brighton and a league win against uh, Fulham and a league win against Burnley, um, which, you know, Brighton are a tough team, but they've also been a little bit up and down this season. They've had their difficulties. I mean, the 6-1 result against Villa, I mean, losing against Chelsea is not something they would have been looking at, really. But uh, I really do think that this Chelsea game and this Chelsea team is ripe and ready for the taking and that they have led... Many people maybe into a little bit of a full sense of security. I could be licking my wounds tomorrow and and you know cursing the fact that I've been so, in a ways hubristic or arrogant. I don't think arrogant is the right words. What's the right word I'm looking for? Hubristic is a good word. I'm showing plenty of hubris going into this one and and perhaps overconfidence. But I do think we are good enough. And not only that, but there is an expectation on my end that Arsenal could play with the best eleven that we have featured in a team this season. I'm expecting Raya and White and Saliba and Gabriel and Zinchenko and Partey and Rice and Odegaard and Saka and Martinelli and Jesus. I'm, that's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm hoping for, first of all. But I'm expecting it because I feel as though those players should be back and hopefully will be ready. So let's wait and see. Um, but uh, I'm very excited for tomorrow's game and hopefully... Uh, what we see is uh, <laughs> what we see is a really, really important victory. All right, let's uh, let's go to part two, shall we? And uh, tackle your questions, your thoughts, your theories, your queries, and comments. I'm in quite a good mood today. I don't know if you've, I've got off the back off my shift. It's because you start at eight. If you start my shift at eight, it means I finish at four, which just fills me with a lot more energy. 
and I've got loads left. So let's tackle part two in your question, shall we? Right after this. Okay, uh, let's shall we jump into the chat and uh, we can have a discussion about what you want to talk about regarding uh, tomorrow's game, um, of which I'm not going to be there. So just fair warning, the bad omens, hopefully they will not resurface. Um, Culture Mark says, Tom, you are optimistic and there's nothing wrong with that. Keep up the good work. Thank you, mate. Very much appreciate that. And no, I don't think there's anything wrong with being optimistic and a little bit confident. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I've always am the optimistic one, I feel. So yeah, certainly I feel entitled to be uh, relatively optimistic going into into this game. Um, let's justice. Can we do a stream together? Phone in shows are certainly something that I'd love to do more of. And uh, you know, there's always in my mind about when I'm going to fit the next one in. I hope to do one over the international break. It sadly didn't happen, but uh, maybe next week uh, we'll have an opportunity. I know that throughout November I'm going to have plenty of opportunities because my missus is in Australia for uh, like two and a half weeks. So. There's going to be evenings where I'm going to be pretty bored, uh, and I'm going to be relying on you guys because <laughs> we're going to have uh, we're going to have some phone-ins through November. I'm looking forward to that. I've got some ideas which I want to trial during that period. Uh, Martin says, "Hi Tom, read Jared Gillett and the VAR previous with us at home, uh, home against Palace three seasons ago. A disallowed goal in the last minute uh, for us with the foul that a Palace player committed. We got the apology. I don't remember that at all. I don't know if I've erased that from." from my memory, but I don't, I don't, genuinely don't remember that happening. Um, I, I frankly have lost the will to care in regards to who the officials are these days. I've really genuinely lost the will to, to, to give a you-know-what because they're all just not good enough. They are just not good enough. Um, and so I just don't, I just, don't think that there's any reason to get worked up or worried about who is in charge because they're all flawed. They've all they all aren't perfect. They're all, you know, they're gonna make mistakes. And so I don't think there's any reason to to look specifically at who is taking charge of the game because they are all uh, guilty uh, of making those errors. Um, Let's go to Sam. And Sam has uh, has tuned in uh, for the first time in a while. He says, don't get uh, much of a chance to see you live, Tom. Glad I could catch today. Thank you for all that you do. And Sam has been a member now for 35 months, one month away from being with us for three years, part of the TGT family. So thank you, Sam, uh, for that continued support. That is that's pretty darn awesome, if I do say so myself. Um, Byron says, afternoon, Tom, question. What did the anxiety feel like in the press conference? Surely you must have been missing your TGT family during the press conference. I was actually covering from home. Kaya was was at London Colney. I was just doing the live blog uh, from eight o'clock here at home base, if you like. Not from home base, the shop. I realized that for those in the UK, that might be confusing. From what did, they, did they call it home? What did they call it when you're like going up Everest and you've got the different base camp? That's it. Yes, we're at base camp. Uh, I was covering it from um but uh yeah i i did miss the show this morning it was horrible not doing it it's it's become part of me when i don't do it it's it's a real it's a real bane of mine so uh yeah certainly i'm very happy that uh, i'm able to bring you the show this afternoon amira says if we draw tomorrow still not a loss uh, regardless of the performance how much do you think it could downplay the win against c oh without a doubt quite a lot 
Um, I think it would have, I think it would be downplaying things quite significantly if we, uh, not downplaying things, downplaying the, the victory because you need to build upon that. It's a result that you have to build on. You have to use that momentum to, to push forwards. And, you know, if we don't do that, if we aren't able to do that successfully um, by not getting a result tomorrow, then, yeah, it, I think absolutely it will um, it, it will be very frustrating to, to, to not have. Um, Rob Bob says, can you do a Benny Blanco uh, special, please? And the answer is, without a doubt, I'd love to do one dedicated just specifically to Benny Blanco, especially with his new haircut. But uh, I don't know when I'm going to fit that in. <laughs> I'd love to do a dedicated Ben White, just a whole Ben White appreciation podcast. Um, don't know when I'm going to be able to do that, but there you go. Um, let's go to um, boom, 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 boom. Uh, Amberly says, absolutely one step forwards, two steps back if we don't pick up three points tomorrow. I, I think it's more two step forwards, one step back because – if the if the idea that beating City is just one step and not winning against Chelsea is two steps back, I don't think that's necessarily fair. Maybe it's one step, one step. I don't know why I'm choosing to use this analogy that, that Amberley's put toward me, but I, I feel like that was a huge result, you know, a massive, massive result against City. Um, and so it's probably two steps forward and then one step, maybe one and a bit back, um, which is would be very... Uh, very frustrating indeed uh, for Arsenal if they weren't able to pick up a result because we know we're very, very capable of getting a result, I think, and have shown that over the last few seasons at Chelsea. We've managed to pick up some really, really good results. Um, so there is no reason why we shouldn't be able to do that going forward. Sorry, I nearly absolutely just smashed a ball <laughs> to my side while I'm trying to do things and multitask. And I'm just literally was just putting my phone on charge. And goodness me, that was close. Uh, Bless says, have you heard the song... Um, Dribble the thing like Saka. Um, I haven't. I, I haven't heard that, bless. No, sorry, mate. Uh, send me a link on socials to where I can catch it. I've not heard that one. Uh, Byron says, Benjamin is a walking oxymoron. The man doesn't really have a passion for footy outside of the field of play, but he plays like a man driven by a passion for football. It is a little, oh, by the way, I love the use of the word oxymoron. Uh, any chance to use some high-level vocab it is much appreciated. I think we've used words today. We've used hubristic. That's a great word. Basically means like you're a bit full of yourself about a certain thing if you're, you're showing a lot of hubris. Uh, and now oxymoron's finding its way into the chat box. <laughs> Always happy to encourage you to drop in that high-level vocab. As a former teacher, it is appreciated, even though you know, my usage of vocabulary is very limited at times. But uh, I love, yeah, it is very, you know, there is a juxtaposition. Oh, there's another one. Uh, between kind of the passion of Ben White off the field and then how he displays it. And he's just a professional, you know, he's just professionally very good. Um, and uh, I could, I feel like I could have used a different synonym for very good. But uh, <laughs> I certainly think that there is, you know, it's great to watch ben, Benny Blanco play. He's absolutely still one of the most underrated players in the team. And until he gets, for some reason, unless he's getting more minutes in that England side, it just continues to mock what is a ridiculous decision by Gareth Southgate not to not to use him. So, yeah, there you go. Um, Arsenal Adventure. Uh, Carter says, uh, are you OK with Saka playing a sub role until Newcastle as he might need more time to be 100% fit? It depends how fit he is. It's, it's a hard question to answer because we don't know you know, how fit he is. He could be perfectly fine, in which case there's no real reason why we shouldn't use him, really, is there? Because 
you know, if, if he's if he's fit enough to get onto the bench and you're fit enough to use him, use him. Only he knows his body more than anybody else. Obviously, Arteta will have a hand, as will the uh, the doctors, in knowing how ready he is. I think he hopefully will be, you know, ready to start. And, and that's what's most important. Um, let's go to... Oh, Bradley Martin says, Tom, can you give a shout out to a new gooner? My wife and I had a little girl last Tuesday called Goldie. Oh, congratulations, Bradley. And... Um, I wish you all the uh, safety and happiness in the world that you can get with your your little one. Fantastic name. Love that. Hopefully uh, Arsenal can replicate a a Goldie Invincibles trophy. I wonder if there was any inspiration from Arsenal's gold trophy. Um, But congratulations, Bradley, and to your wife as well. And I wish you uh, all the best in the world. Congratulations. And I'm sure the chat box, indeed, it already is, giving you plenty of very kind comments as well. Um, Z-Boy says, are watching the England game tomorrow. All of my attention uh, is very much on Arsenal tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be working the game. I'm going to be covering the game. I'm not sadly from Stamford Bridge, um, but I will be covering it um, from the safety of base camp. That said... I'm realizing now that I may or may not be, hopefully, will be able to do um, the show on Monday. But there is an open training session at Arsenal on Monday that I may be in attendance for ahead of the game against Sevilla. So, goodness me, there may not even be a show on Monday. I I will have to sort something out on Sunday uh, to cover that if indeed we don't have something. But I need to get down to London Colney on Monday to make sure that you've got all the latest team news for you. So, uh, uh, we'll, we'll work something out. I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Uh, Steve says, a very warm welcome to the Arsenal family, Goldie. Absolutely. Uh, let's keep those very kind messages coming in. It's always great to see kind of the the power that this uh, fan base has. Um, well, I feel like this is a good point to, to probably announce the date uh, of our live event. Um, I'm still not going to be able to release tickets to our live event until the start of next month, I don't think. But uh, I think it's probably a good time. It's a nice time, uh, especially with that news that's come through from a member of our community, that it's probably a good moment to uh, to discuss uh, the live event. Now, I'm not going to reveal to you our guests yet, and there's still some things that need to be uh, tied up and sorted out and finished. Um, but certainly, I can tell you that on the 22nd of February uh, next year, which is a Thursday evening, which I know for Londoners is a, a great day. Thursday is almost like Friday in London sometimes because people love taking their Fridays off and then chilling and going out on a Thursday. So we're going to play into that and we're going to use that Thursday. So Thursday, the 22nd of February is when we are going to be doing our live event, our live event 2.0, if you will. Information on the venue will be uh, also be coming out very shortly, but I can tell you that it is indeed in North London um, and near Angel uh, is where we're going to be hosting this one, which is quite nice considering North London forever uh, and all of that, which I think works pretty nicely indeed. So I look forward to bringing you some more information about our next live event. I really hope that plenty of you can, um, can come along and that we'll be in attendance. And if you didn't come to the last one, maybe you can get along to this one. If you came along to the last one, make it two for two. And, uh, and join the TGT crew and uh, hopefully uh, some fantastic guests as well. So uh, will I sing? Jalali, if you come along, I might. Maybe we'll do a joint Kai Havertz rendition of Waka Waka together. That might be. 
Uh, Arsenal Venture says, it's unfair for fans not based out of London. Do a Europa tour, Tom. If I was made of money and I was certain that we had the fan base outside of London, uh, I'm sure that I would be doing that. But uh, sadly, uh, sadly, yeah, I can't, can't commit to that as much as I would love to. Um, Anne says, are Chelsea good? And should I be more worried? Because I'm not. Um, Chelsea are... Very difficult to judge is probably the best way to put it. They're very, very difficult to to judge. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I guess tomorrow will reveal to to us a little bit more about Chelsea and, and how good they are because, yeah, you're right. It, it is difficult to know at the moment how good Chelsea are. I think they're okay and I think they've got potential. And I think the XG of their season shows that, you know, they may be worth more points than they've got on the board as Arteta suggested. But uh, it's very difficult, very, very difficult to know uh, how uh, how good they, they really are. Um, Maximir says, Tom, can you please go to the bridge tomorrow? We tend to do well when you go to the matches. You're not wrong, but sadly I can't. Um, so let's hope that whatever omen that has apparently existed, just bearing in mind that I did go all the way to France and watched us lose to Lens. Um, that also happened. Um so, yeah, it's not been a perfect run. But what I would say is that I wasn't at the game for the Fulham draw. I wasn't at the game for the Spurs draw. I did go to the City game that we won. Maybe it's an Emirates thing. Maybe it's away from home. Maybe if I go to away games. I don't know. I am a little bit superstitious. I'll be very, I'll be lying if I said I wasn't. Um, but, yeah, maybe there's... Maybe there's something. Uh, maybe there's something in that. Uh, Valor says that we should do a quick stop in Reykjavik uh, for the next. Yes, I can see it now. Lighting up Iceland, uh, the TGT live show. <laughs> that would be the most expensive trip to do. Iceland's incredibly expensive to visit. I don't know what it's like to live there. I'm sure it's probably equally as expensive. But maybe the wages match the the costs of stuff. But still, yeah insanely expensive uh, to go to Iceland. It's a place I've always wanted to go to, but haven't so far been able to take the plunge. Um, TJR says, Sterling is good. Jackson is a bit meh. Madueke is fun, but they're very mid. It doesn't mean we'll win. I really hate this word, mid. It's It's been, it's gradually worked its way into the vocabulary of, of Arsenal and football Twitter and, you know, elsewhere as well. The word mid. I can't say I'm a fan of it, I don't know where it's really spawned from. I'm not, I just don't like it. I don't know why. I find it really odd as a word. Like that's mid. I think it means that's like average. Like it just means it's a bit so-so. Um, <laughs> it's just, they're just very mid. To be fair, they are mid-table, which would be the most kind of like accurate description of Chelsea, I guess. They are 
they are mid table um so they are literally mid i just i just seen that word work its way into the vocab of of, of a lot of people online it's like yeah i know it means mediocre pretty, you know uh but I've, I've seen it used in some really kind of derogatory contexts and i'm not a big fan of it when it when it starts to use it in that sense um virus is lovely mate uh quite a few south africans part of the tgt family love to all my fellow south african gunas in the chat indeed uh i i don't know if i mentioned this on the show but sash uh, sasha who is um one of our members one of our long-term members uh, he actually came to visit the uk and um i was leaving the brentford game and i'd literally ran from the v is it the g tech community stadium i think it's called and i was running to um gunners is it gunnersbury i think it is um the uh the station to to come off to to go to the stadium or to, to go back home and i just get this tap on the shoulder and it's sasha at the, the station it was one of the best kind of things from a tgc standpoint that's happened because all of the things that had to align for that to happen he had to leave the stadium i had to run as much as i did back to that station to get on that same train. It was great. Um, and it was, it's always great meeting uh, supporters, but particularly those that make a long trip over from another country. I remember Ed um, uh, popped over. I know that a fair few others have as well. If I start naming people, people will get offended because I've not mentioned them. But yeah, it's it's great to see so many people um, tune in and then visit and then get to meet people. It's, it's always absolutely amazing when that happens. Uh, Saya says, proudly South African here too, living in the Netherlands. I feel well represented on this channel. Uh, lovely stuff. Uh, there's a lot of South uh, South Africans uh, in the chat box. There's a lot of African listeners we've got as well from all over the world. It's great to see such a global listenership uh, as well. Um, Hambly says, yeah, that is one of the craziest coincidences. It was a crazy coincidence that it happened, but it was great. And Sasha's obviously come on a lot of our preview shows, and he's a big part of our Discord server. So, yeah, certainly um, it was it was great. It's quite funny because I was in the mix zone. The mix zone, like, at Brentford is, like, just the players walk through the mix zone and then they go on to the coaches. But there's a gap between the coaches and the mix zone. And in that gap, there's, like, a fence. And that fence is, like, where all the fans line up. And Sasha said that he texted me on Discord and I missed it because I was in the mix zone doing the interviews with El Nenny and Smith Rowe, I think it was that day. And uh, he was saying he could see me, but I completely missed all the messages until I actually saw him. Um, so it was, in the end, quite lucky that it worked out. Um, Joey says, you need an Indie Gooners scarf, Tom. Yeah, I, the scarves is, is something I enjoy. I keep getting given scarves. Uh, Morgie's recently given me a scarf. Uh, I had somebody at the the live event uh, give me a scarf, and I'm going to really, really going to bother me that I've forgotten. Um, I had a few people give me scarves. I got one sitting on the, uh, the sitting on my door frame over there. I got three up there. These are the first three I've ever given, which was kind of like one of the big reasons as to why um, they're up there because you know people being generous and giving me the scarves as early as possible. But since Igunas. Uh, from Matt, Matt Hayhow. Chicago Goon is obviously one I brought back from Chicago. Um, and it was great to see so many people in Chicago that, that listen to the channel. And then the Fort Lauderdale uh, Gooners from Craig as well, which is uh, always a pleasure to see him. So yeah, uh, some great stuff and some great things. I know we've gone off on a big tangent. If you've tuned in listen, expecting a, a press conference breakdown, you might want to rewind because... I'm kind of even one of these chatty moods uh, this afternoon. <laughs> so we're just engaging with the chat box a little bit more. But if you've got Arsenal questions, keep throwing them in because we will tackle them. But I'm just in the mood to, to have a bit of a chat because I missed, obviously, the show this morning. So I feel guilty. So I feel like I should stick around a little bit longer. 
for you guys. Um, do go listen to our preview show that we did. I know the connectivity was a little bit poor yesterday, but uh, do go listen to it. It was great to have a chat with the boys about tomorrow's game. So if you want to get more Arsenal content around the game, you can do that. Uh, I've done some articles on football.london today as well. Uh, I did a really kind of funny piece saying about how we're still living rent-free in Matteo Genduzzi's head. You can give that a read if you like. Um, so there you go. Um, Vivian says, my pet grammar hate is when somebody says that we will get a result when they mean that we will get a win. That's not what result means. You were guilty of that earlier, Tom, but I forgive you. I feel like the word result, it has multiple meanings. Um, I do feel like you can say the word result still very much as kind of a, you know, it means win, doesn't it? We got the result. We got the win. We got the result. I think that's fine. I think maybe it's a British user. I don't know if it, maybe I'm uh, being ignorant of, of your background. I don't know if you're based here in the UK, Viv, but uh, certainly it's a very English thing, I think. But I think it, it's not even just English. I think that it's I think, pretty global to say we got the result. I don't know if it, you know, is, is born here or not. But yeah, let's see. Uh, Rob Bob says, how's the golf going? I'm a seven handicapper and you're welcome over here in New Zealand for a golf tour. Thanks, man. That's very kind of you. Uh, it's not going at the moment. I haven't played golf in a long while. The weather's not been particularly great. We kind of moved out of golf season. Uh, I need to get more down the range and, and do some more practicing during this period. But uh, yeah, it's been frustratingly uh, not too often. I don't know what my handicap is. I'm going to sign up to like a cl- uh, I'm going to get involved with a club next year and uh, and probably get a full on handicap. But uh, I'm looking forward to that because, I, yeah, it's not particularly the uh, the weather for golf. <laughs> at the moment um barry says tom uh, i was lucky enough to pick up a ticket for the wolves game congrats mate that's great um i hope you have a fantastic time when is the wolves game matches uh let's have a quick look we play wolves uh this is really awkward trying to work this on the 2nd of december it's a home game i will be there for that i'm uh, probably doing some filming outside the ground if the weather permits because december is not particularly uh great for for those types of things um Salahuddin says, for us to compete for the league, I guess we have to beat Chelsea. Do you agree? Absolutely. Adam says, um, am I off base? Uh, I've heard some wild Chelsea fans saying their midfield is better than ours. Uh, I think a combination of two of our midfielders and win the dog would still beat theirs. They do have Enzo Fernandez and Moises Caicedo, who are very, very good. Um, very good indeed. I am actually going to be jumping on um, with Elizabeth Helenek. Uh, you can find her on social media. You can find her on YouTube uh, at five. So literally in 25 minutes, uh, I'm going to be jumping on with uh, with Elizabeth, who is a big Chelsea fan and produces a lot of Chelsea content. So that's your job. So in 25 minutes, I don't know if it's live, actually. It might be pre-recorded. So uh, yeah, it, it probably is. Now I'm thinking about it. It's probably pre-recorded, but I'll certainly share the video when it drops, if it drops um, publicly. It should be dropping. So, uh, and we're doing a little bit of a combined eleven. I think uh, she wants to do. So, let's see if uh, <laughs> let's see if who, how many Chelsea players make it into a combined eleven of Chelsea and Arsenal. I won't do it now because I would feel like I'm stepping on her toes a little bit with the content. But uh, yeah, do tune in. That's uh, Elizabeth Helenek and her content uh, on her channel. I'll certainly share it on the community tab when it drops. Uh, Lucas says, should Chelsea be more under pressure for this match uh, because of a pound, uh, because of the billion pounds that they spent? Their stats are not as bad as we think. They're not. And again, this is a point that's been pointed out a couple of times. It isn't as bad as people think. And certainly... um, they are, I think, it's easy to underestimate them. But at the same time, 
I really don't like giving Chelsea any any kind of credit at all. And to the best of my ability, I will continue to avoid giving them credit as much as I can. So, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I look forward to seeing what happens tomorrow. I just hope that we can kind of, you know, really stamp our authority on, on a game, which we should, uh, you know, we should ultimately be, uh, we should ultimately be, we be winning. Uh, so let's wait and see what happens. Uh, let's go into the chapels a little bit more and uh, tackle some more questions. Uh, Stephen says, at this stage of the campaign, uh, what keeps you up at night the most regarding Arsenal? I'm glad that you added that little bit about Arsenal at the end. <laughs> a very different answer. But um, injuries, I guess, as well. You know, injuries is the main thing. For me, like, form is also a big thing. And the results is always a big thing. If you are if you don't work, if you, and I know that this always comes across like I'm such an entitled idiot. It's the most polite way of putting it. Whenever I moan about anything to do with my job, because I know in a, I'm in a very, very privileged position to do what I do. But there is part of me that that's like, whenever we lose, my week is like hell after we lose. Like if it's an international break and we've lost the game before the break, it's awful. Because like, if it's not your job, you can kind of just jump away sometimes. You can go off and do whatever and you know but because it's my job results and losing games probably keep me up the most sometimes because if we're doing poorly it means that I've not only got to jump on and have a chat about Arsenal and ultimately probably get into a few arguments and debates and start ranting trying to defend the club when I think it's worthy of being defended but it's like that's I think that's the thing that keeps me up the most is the threat of losing and what that will then do to the mood of the fan base, the mood of you guys in the chat box. And, you know, ultimately the, the things I'm then going to have to be kind of thinking about writing about um, the next day in work. So I think that that's probably the thing that keeps me up most is the, the potential for us to lose games. That is really genuinely something that causes me a lot of anxiety. Uh, Sam says, why do Arsenal have so many jealous exes like Genduzi? Because if it's not worked out for your Arsenal, it rarely works out elsewhere. Um, I know that in the past we've seen some success from players like Van Persie or Nazari. But more recently, you know, if you leave Arsenal, it's not... I mean, Genduzi is a great example. He's not exactly pulled up trees, has he? Uh, since moving to initially Marseille and now he's at Lazio and he's kind of, you know, aiming little digs at Arsenal. I don't know if you saw this, but he came out and said something on the lines of... Uh, he got a warm welcome at Lazio. He got a warm welcome at Marseille, but not so much at Arsenal. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Unai Emery gave you a debut against Man City on the first game of the season. Your welcome could not have been warmer. You could not have been given a better starting opportunity. As a teenager, signed from Lorient, no one knew who he was. And Uno Emery is starting him in a massive game against Man City on the opening game of the season. It's just, it's just not true. Like, it's just wrong. It's just not true. Uh, and certainly, he was given a very warm welcome to Arsenal. And you hear, you know, really good, positive things about um, the Arsenal behind the scenes as well. I know that during Emery's time at the club, it wasn't always the best, but certainly that period was fine. So I did. I really don't and didn't get. Genduzi's complaints. It didn't make too much sense to me 
at all, really. So, yeah, uh, very, very, very strange, very strange one indeed. Um, Wayne says, I think we always seem to kill Chelsea with pace, so I would consider starting Nketiah for this one. He has a good record against Chelsea. I mean, there's lots of pace in Jesus, Saka and Martinelli, so I'm not sure that we need to throw Nketiah in there over any of those players. I'd personally be starting our usual starting three. Um, Amberly says Ganduzi is one of the lads who just comes across that he's someone who can't come to terms with the fact that he was dumped for somebody better. Absolutely. Arsenal out and grew Ganduzi, and Ganduzi wasn't willing to kind of, you know, in some ways kind of mold himself into what Arteta wanted from a team. And he wasn't ever willing to take responsibility for his own actions. And the amount of times he was given an opportunity to apologize for some of those actions and didn't take it, you know. It was multiple opportunities, uh, to my understanding, that he was given during his time at Arsenal and didn't take those opportunities to to apologise. So, uh, yeah, I think we're better off without him. I don't think we've missed him. I think that a lot of Arteta's biggest haters and critics use the Genduzi thing as a bit of a stick to beat the manager with, but I don't think they're using it anymore. Uh, you know, he's really f- he's fumbled his career, to be honest, at the start of things. I don't want him to fail. That would be, you know, I think a little bit too dark, but... I'm, I'm in completely indifferent about Matteo Ganduzi. I'm completely, um, I'm lacking in care uh, for what happens. But uh, yeah, there you go. Um, Vala says, after watching Sex Education, I can't get Otis out of my head when watching. <laughs> if you've not watched Sex Education, it's brilliant. Uh, it is an 18 plus. So if you're under 18, you'll need to watch with a parent. I should advise that. Um, <laughs> although you may not want to watch it with your parents is what I would say. But it's a brilliant program. Uh, and certainly I would recommend it uh, to those that are very comfortable with themselves. <laughs> so I would say it's the best way to probably put it. Um, Byron says, I've been a gooner since 2001, Tom. Win or lose, I love my team. We'll ride or die for my club, even if we play in the fourth division. And fair play to you, Byron. You know, one of the biggest challenges when we were going through a period of frustration, especially under Arteta, um, and, you know, we had that period where we were eighth, uh, two seasons in a row that feels like an age away now a long time ago and we were like in the bottom half of the table but ultimately I, I one of the biggest frustrations was me was the amount of people that were willing to go out of their way to say that they wanted Arsenal to lose because it brought them closer to potentially Mikel Arteta being sacked they're not the actions of fans they're just not fans um, that's not what a fan does a fan sticks with the club thick and thin you can have opinions you can be critical you can think that maybe the coach that's in charge isn't the right man for the job. That's fine. I've got no issue with that. You know, if you can back up your argument, I'll listen to it and I'll debate it. And if I think you've got made a reasoned view, it might even change my mind. Um, I'm more than open to that. But what I will never, ever, ever think is justifiable is ever wanting your team to lose unless the situation is incredibly specific. And what I mean by that is that if, it, if Arsenal losing meant Spurs missed out on a title, that that's worth losing for but uh if it meant that arsenal if it meant that spurs you know won a title or rather didn't win the title but ultimately also cost us something significant that even in itself is something that's maybe not even worth it uh it'd be very 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 uh very very strange indeed um and says, I was watching another content channel. Uh, you're still the best man. <laughs> you don't need to explain yourself to me, Anne. Uh, And they were talking about the need to keep things simple for Havertz. So giving him a run at centre forward might give him more confidence. Um, who was it? Who were you listening to? I'm curious. Um, sounds like a very Clive thing <laughs> to say. I think for Havertz, he needs himself to do the simple things. 
he himself needs to be uh, encouraged to just work on the basics, do the basic things right. That's what he did against City. Got the ball, laid it off, boom, goal. Just do the simple things. Don't try and work too hard. I, I think that it's important to, to, to do the simple things. So whoever was saying that, whatever channel it was, Adam Starner says that it was the different knock who are, I think, a relatively new channel on the block, but they've grown significantly and fair play to them. They're doing some really fantastic things. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I I think that uh, certainly in regards to Havertz, if we if he keeps it simple, if he if he's put into another position in the team, and I think centre forward is is better for him. I think the closer he is to the box, the more positive impact he can have on games. I, I'm not sold on the midfield role. I'm I've never really have been sold on it. I was very skeptical of it. You know, I was very keen to see him play in an attacking position, and he wasn't. So. Yeah, let's wait and see. And Maximir says, Tom, what's your take on the new leaked um, training kit? It looks a bit reptilian, maybe. Uh, is this the, um, is it Maharishi? Is that, I think I've written an article on it, so I should know, really. Um, it is Maharishi. Uh, the kit in question, for those that haven't seen it, let me see if I can find uh, the picture of it. Footy headlines. I mean, I can show you my article, <laughs> uh, if you like. Yeah, it's very, very, uh, what's the word, um, self-indulgent. But I suppose I should probably be promoting Football London over anything else. Let me share my screen with you all, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, yeah, here's the article. Stunning new Arsenal training kit leaked as Adidas take Mahasha, Maharishi sorry, direction. No one saw coming. Oh, king of the headlines there. Um, but, yes, uh, this is the... This is the piece here from Footy Headlines. Um, you can see that the design of it, uh, if I click on the link, uh, it's not going to let me show you there. But if we just jump over to Footy Headlines in particular, uh, let me share my screen once again with you all. Uh, here we go, Footy Headlines. And scroll down. Uh, so that's kind of the pre, uh, the pre-match the pre jacket. It's not, a, as far as I'm aware, it's not a training kit. I'm pretty sure it's a pre-match kit. Um so it's like, you know, when we had the um, the green, black and yellow, uh, I think it was kind of, um, that was a training kit. We had the the one I wear, it's like, a, I can't even describe it. It's such a strange design. It's like black with like white effect over it with red accents on it. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a collaboration between Adidas and Maharishi. Um, I think it's great. I really like it. Uh, it's like a snakeskin type camo. I'll certainly be getting it. Um, so yeah, uh, I really like it. Uh, is is what I would say. Uh, it's a darker color. You know me; I love my darker colored kits. I don't know if you saw. I'm assuming it was a concept and a bit of a leaked one, but there were some tweets going around yesterday on like a purple black kit for next season. I I think that it's a designer just kind of designing his own kits and putting them out. I don't know how real it is. I could be wrong. It could be the real thing. I hope it's the real thing. But if you saw it, it was kind of like a purple and black design. Uh, looked at something a little bit out of kind of the last few animated Spider-Man films. It was kind of like that. It really was quite impressive. Um, and if Arsenal are to move in that direction, I'm so on board of it. So, so on board of it. Um, let's wait and see. Uh, let's wait and see what happens. But um, I'm looking forward to, to next year's kits when they're released. But I'm more looking forward to tomorrow's game. And I'm hoping that we can bring home the result that we need because it is a big, big game for Arsenal. It's a big, big chance to get a result over one of our biggest rivals, of course, in Chelsea. And uh, I hope that you'll, if you're not able to watch it, you'll follow the coverage over on Football London. I'll be running the live blog 
over there. Uh, so make sure that you tune in for that. I hope you've appreciated this slightly longer show. Uh, apologies that it's not at 8 a.m. as it usually is. Um, but I hope you appreciate it all the same. Uh, I hope you have had a fantastic day and that you continue to have a great week. I hope you continue to, in what is obviously at this moment in time with everything that's going on in the world, uh, I hope that you continue to stay safe and stay well and stay healthy. And uh, yeah, certainly I hope that we can go into tomorrow's game with plenty of positivity. Have a fantastic day, morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.